0: Mum? Yes darling? Why are there wars? Because human men get very greedy. Mum? Yes darling? Why is Brexit? Because lots of people are secretly racist. Mum? Yes darling? Can we visit Dunstable Swimming Baths today?
1: Dunstable Swimming Baths is Bedfordshire's oldest and most established swimming centre. Boasting one full-length pool and a fully chlorinated paddling pool, Dunstable Swimming Baths offers the best swimming facilities within the county boundary. We even have special offers through the week, including mums and toddlers, OAPs, and phobia mornings. All for less than £6.30. Mum? Yes, darling?
2: What's a pedophile?
1: Dunstable Swimming Baths a pocket of calm in an otherwise deeply troubled world. Dunstable swimming baths are swimming baths in Dunstable. Always wear a swimming cap. Please do not piss in the pool. No bombing or bumming. Stay in your lane. Do not feed the ducks.
3: My name is Alan Stoob And this is my true crime case book. Thanks for joining me. I start with the sad news that Ludwig Froop, Belgium's foremost Nazi hunter, has died after a long battle with the local council. When he smiled, babies loved it. The gent of Ghent will be sorely missed. The passing of Froop is somewhat topical in light of today's podcast. As most of you will know, until I began solving cold cases in the Bedfordshire area, I held the title Britain's Premier Nazi Hunter. As such, this case is one very close to my heart. It concerns a bad Nazi. A very bad Nazi. Mind you, they were all pretty bad, except perhaps Applespear. Heinrich Stang was born in the small German town of Guttentag in 1912. His was an unremarkable childhood, though he displayed sporadic signs of dysfunction and did once drop a dog out of an airplane over Austria. During World War II, Stang rose through the ranks through sheer unpleasantness, took a role with the SS and acquired the nickname the Truncheon of Munchen. In 1947 he fled Germany via the underground passageway that connects Bremen to Biggleswade. This rat line explains why Bedfordshire became known as the Paraguay of Europe and why there are still so many Nazis at large across the county. Stang soon became a British subject, changed his name to Henry Hoover and worked as a pharmacist in the town of Sandy, all the while remaining on the FBI's most wanted list. For nearly 40 years he went unrecognised until That is, one day in
1: 1982. This is Crime Watch UK. I'm Nick Ross. Tonight burglar who steals meat then eats it. And the Cray twins, did they actually look after their own? But first, how would you feel if you found out a war criminal was living next door to you? Angry? Scared? Vulnerable? Surprised? Peevish? That's how Hilda and Monmouth Lloyd reacted when they discovered that Henry Hoover, the mild-mannered gentleman from number 20 with the funny accent and the pronounced limp, was none other than Heinrich Stang, the truncheon of Munchen and one of the world's most sought-after war criminals. Isn't that right, Sue? Indeed it is, Nick. Stang was a key figure in the Nazi party during the Second World War and is wanted for numerous crimes including squashing children into suitcases when they wouldn't shut up. Peter Chipmunk was a member of the Allied forces who interviewed Stang straight after the war. What can you tell us about him, Peter? He really was the absolute pit, Susan. Ugly and Aryan in the worst possible sense. Brutal bastard, a real blighter, a cad and a bounder, scurrilous twerp and a knit, a total horror, and frankly, something of a cunt. You can't say cunt on the BBC. Oh, sorry, I thought this was Channel 4. Stang had a predilection for violence, you see, a real thirst for it. I once saw him drop kick a vole over a gate. And he could do this thing with his head. He could turn it all the way round, like an owl. I've never seen anyone do it before or since. Pip, pip. If you have any information about Heinrich Stang, please call us now on 01 811 8055.
2: of Nightmare's
3: Crime Watch UK received over a thousand calls, but most were either time wasters or wrong numbers, and none led to an arrest. Uh-oh. Police knocked on doors and showed residents an artist's impression of Stang, who also went by the nicknames the Butcher of Bottrop, the Plasterer of Paris, and the Muppet of Mannheim, but no one recognised him. As a self-proclaimed constable of Dunstable, I was one of many local coppers enlisted to help out, yet despite a huge effort on all our parts, there was no sign of Stang. It was as if he had vanished into thin air. That is until a man turned up at Luton police station one evening. With a story to tell.
1: For the purpose of the tape, please could you introduce yourself? Dr. Philippe Moult, lead plastic surgeon at the Luton and Dunstable Hospital. Horse lover, pacifist, 6-2. Tell me what you told my colleague earlier, please. A few weeks ago, a man came to me in my private practice at Booper Arpindon. He showed me a picture of Lano Blair from the television, said he wanted to look like him. How would you describe him? Tallish, thin, dark hair, Presence. give us a clue. No, the man. He looked Aryan, spoke with a faint accent. Plus he could do this thing with his head, where it would turn all the way around. Like an owl, you mean? Exactly like an owl. As he sat there, he suddenly struck me how much he resembled the man in the posters. So I said, are you the man in the posters? What did he say? Nothing. He just gave me 18,000 pounds in five-pound notes. Are you saying, Dr. Malt, that you transformed this man into Lionel Blair? I was halfway through the operation when the fire alarm went off, so I was forced to leave the room. When I returned, he fled. How did he look? Unfinished. I'd only done one half of his face. Which half? Middle.
3: Police put out a fresh search for a man resembling Lionel Blair in the mid-face area but no fresh leads emerged. In 1994 I was approached by the late Simon Wiesenthal to hunt Nazis across Bedfordshire. Heinrich Stang was always in my top five Nazis But he remained elusive. The closest I got to him was the day he tricked me into removing my clothes on Dunstable Downs. That was also the day I appeared naked live on Channel 4 News. Even now, I find the incident hard to recount. During my time as Britain's premier Nazi hunter, Stang proved both evasive and unpleasant. He left behind him a track record of superficial politeness and unspeakable violence. If alive today, he'd be 116. That may seem old, but most Nazis live well into their 100s on account of a secret serum administered to them by the late Joseph Mengele. There was at least an even chance Stang was extant and most likely still resident in Bedfordshire. This was personal. I had to find out where he was. It was time to investigate further. I am stood outside the house of my successor as Britain's premier Nazi hunter. Herbert Loom. He remains on a hunt for Stang, along with numerous other Nazis in the Bedfordshire region. Perhaps he can shed some light on Stang's whereabouts.
2: I thought we got rid of you, Alan. Not quite, Herb. Can I come in? No, I don't want you to. Only for a minute. One minute.
3: Nazi hunters are like anyone else. Protective of their position.
2: Herbert taken over from me. But he still felt threatened. What do you want, Alan? If it's your old job back, Britain's only got room for one premier Nazi hunter. I'm merely after some information. What sort? Heinrich Stang. The barber of Bedford? No, that's Albert Snort. Oh yeah. Anyway, I'm not telling you anything. Why not? I know what you're up to, Alan. Solving all the cold cases and so forth. Look. I think your podcasts are both highly amusing and deeply underrated. But if you think I'm going to tip you off so you can ensnare Stang, you've got another think coming. Weird phrase. What is? Another
3: think coming. Huh? Surely it doesn't matter who finds Stang. The
2: most important thing is that
3: someone does.
2: Cut the crap, Alan. You're not going to steal this one from me. Therefore, if you don't mind, pretty please, get the fuck out of my house. What's that behind you? This. Signed photo of the late Dinah Dawes. Sexy, huh? I'd prefer my wife. Goodbye, Herb.
3: What Herb didn't notice was that whilst he was swiveling round to show off his Diana Dawes print, I snatched an information pack from his desk entitled No Nazis in the Bedfordshire area. Bedfordshire's premier Nazi hunter? Balls more like. Back home in my office, I read through the file. It seems Stang's last known address was in Caddington, but that was over two years ago. Since then, he'd been untraceable. Maybe he was dead. But my intuition told me otherwise, that he was more like...
0: Coming to bed, Alan. Soon, love. If you came now, we could try.
3: There's no point.
0: Every dog has his day. Maybe. I still like it when it's soft, you know.
3: Thanks, me.: Alan, though? Yes?
0: All this cold kissing is getting right on my minge.
3: I'll be in soon. You'd better be. Time for a quick word from one of our sponsors.
0: Do
1: you appreciate the unusual? Yes. Prefer the road less travelled? Yes have only a limited budget? Yes? Then why not take a break in sunny Houghton Regis? Houghton Regis is Bedfordshire's hottest new holiday destination. With guest houses, pubs, Airbnb options, excellent 3 and 4G coverage and boasting its own microclimate, Houghton Regis is the place to be. Located only two miles from Junction 11A of the M1 and within easy driving distance of Luton Hoo Marsh Farm Estate and Whitbread PLC, there's something for everyone. So if you're looking for somewhere different this summer, yes? choose Houghton Regis, birthplace of England cricketer Monty Panesar. Houghton Regis,
3: uncovered Bedfordshire's Jewel in the Crown, only 20 minutes from Luton Parkway. This is Alan Stoob and you're listening to Alan Stoob's True Crime Casebook, Bedfordshire's leading crime-based podcast. If you enjoy the podcast and get a moment, please tweet about it or add a short review on iTunes. Thanks. Trawling through the list I stole from Herbert Loom's desk, one name stood out. Dr. Matthias Lepton, the Badger of Berlin. In 2003, I had Lepton put away for seven counts of unmentionableness during the war, The not before he tried to bite my tongue off outside the luton Arndale Centre. Despite being incarcerated inside Bedford Prison, he remains a font of all Nazi knowledge in the Bedfordshire area. As I pulled up outside his imposing gates, I wasn't relishing a reintroduction. Sign here please, Mr Stoove. An ear. An ear if you would. What's this? An autograph of my son. Name? Clarence. Dear Clarence. Stay vigilant. I thought you were asking my name. Well, what's his? Also Clarence. Stay vigilant. Regards, Alan. Thanks, Alan. Alright, you've got five minutes. Do not touch the glass. Do not approach the glass. Do not pass anything to Lexan. If he attempts to hand you anything, do not accept it. Understand? Course. Last cell on the left.
2: After mix. I've put out a chair for you. Good luck Alan, you'll need it.
3: As I walked down the hallway I felt eyes upon me from either side, surrounded as I was by some of Bedfordshire's most evil men. There he was, at the end on the left, blue boiler suit, hair slicked back like Dennis Compton, piercing blue eyes staring back at me. It was as if no time had passed, and there we were, back outside the
1: Luton-Arndale centre. Good morning, Alan. I've been expecting you. What's happened to your German accent? I shed it, just like I shed everything I don't need. That cologne you're wearing, is not... Brute, is it? The same cologne advertised by the boxer Henry Cooper, the man your wife had an affair with. It's Davidoff, actually. Was it an affair, or just fellatio? No, it was an affair. Please, sit. Thanks. What did Mick say to you?
3: I'd rather not repeat it. Why not? Too rude. Dr. Lecton, I'm looking to track down Heinrich Stang. I thought perhaps you might
1: be able to help... Quid pro quo, Alan. What does that mean? Not quite sure, but I think it means you tell me things and I tell you things. You want to know about the case? Not the case. I want to know about your wife. army, isn't it? Charming name. Dutch, I believe.
3: What about her?
1: Tell me about her affair with the late Henry Cooper.
3: Started with the notes I found lying around, something about splashing it all over. And then one afternoon, I returned early from my beat and found them up against the bunk beds. Some nights, even now when I close my eyes, all I can see are Cooper's thrusting buttocks, his trousers down by his knees.
1: I appreciate your candor, Alan. It must be quite something to know you in private life. Thanks very much. Now tell me about the lambs, Alan. What lambs? Never mind.
3: Come on then, I've quitted my pro-quad, Dr. Lecton. Time for you to quit
1: yours. Where can I find Stang? All I want is a room with a view, some fava beans and a nice Chianti. (laughs) Stang, Dr. Lecton Good nutrition has given you some length of bone, but you're not one generation from poor white trash. Are you Alan? Goodbye, Dr. Lecton. Alan, in Houghton Regis, seek out the third field south of the roundabout. At the end of the field is an old oak tree. At its base, you'll see a rock that has no business being there. Lift the rock. Underneath, you'll find a box. Within the box is a telephone number. Call the number. Go!
3: Nice one. <laughs> currently in the Houghton just striding across a field towards the large oak tree at the end. I'm next to the tree. Now I need to find a rock. Found the rock. Lifting up the rock. Ooh, I found the box underneath. Now I'm opening the box. There's a piece of paper inside with a telephone number on it. I'm going to dial the number.
0: Hello? Who's that? Who's that? I don't know if I should say. In that case neither do I.
3: Well this is awkward.
0: Well isn't it just? Say. Say what?
3: Have you got the information? What information?
0: Heinrich Stang, the Truncheon of Munchen. Oh well you should have said. Heinrich Stang, current name Gerald Bloom. Current address, Dove Cottage, 27 Girdle Lane, Eton Bray. Thanks very much. Anything else I can help with today, sir? No, that's all. Please call again. We're here
3: 24-7. I climbed into the car, set the Tom-Tom for Eaton Bray, and headed off for a day. with Destiny. I <laughs> stood outside Dove Cottage, the alleged address of Heinrich Stang, I brought a case of prototype with me from the 80s, though I had a nagging suspicion that batteries might be dead. It was then that I noticed the sound of a lawnmower emanating from around the back. I let myself through the side gate and stepped into the garden. There, before me, was Heinrich Stang, the truncheon of Munchen, my number one foe for 20 years. A man who found a way to humiliate me live on television. A man with a wretched past. He was mowing his lawn with a Qualcast Concorde, known to collect more grass and other mowers, and a lot less bother than a hover. Mr. Bloom?
1: Who wants to know?
3: Mr. Gerald Bloom?
1: I do not have time for the fun and games.
3: I'm surprised you don't remember me. Why? My name is Alan Stoop.
1: Stoop, Stoob. Did you used to present the darts on Eurosport? Nope. Oh, then sorry, nine. I do not.
3: Can I talk to you please?
1: What do you think we are doing now? Eating cheese?
3: I know who you are, Mr. Bloom.
1: Is that so? Funnily enough, I know who you are. Oh, yes. I know who you used to be. Anyway, Britain's premier Nazi hunter. A jumped-up little title for a jumped-up little man. I hated you when you were a hunter of Nazis, and I still hate you now. People like you have got in my way all my life. None have survived. Alan Stoube.
3: And with that, Stang raised the quadcast over his head and advanced slowly towards me, like a monster in a second-rate horror flick. I pulled out the taser and pressed the button, but nothing happened. As I stumbled backwards, I fell. Stang was nearly upon me, his head going round and round like a fevered owl. Just as he was about to sink his mower into my face, Stang tripped on the cord, lurched past me, and collapsed on the grass behind. It was then that I heard the most Terrible cutting sound, and the qualcars cut out. I stood up, looked over at him. I say him, he was in two parts. Stang had managed to sever his head from his body. I walked over, knelt down, and felt for the pulse in his neck, just to be sure. There was no pulse. Stang was dead. The muncheon was finally without a truncheon from Nazi to ex-Nazi, in two seconds flat.
0: Emergency services, do you require ambulance, fire, police or coast guard?
3: Police slash ambulance, please, madam. Someone needs to collect a former National Socialist from Eaton Bray.
0: Okay, sirs, so there we are. I'll get a team straight over to you. If you could state your name, current address, favourite film and postcode, we'll have someone with you within ten minutes.
3: Herbert Loom was livid. Not that I cared. The man's a twit, and anyway, no one likes him at the British Nazi Hunting Association. Meanwhile, Heinrich Stang was dead. I was being hailed a hero in the local press, and my wife felt extremely sexually attracted to me.
0: I feel extremely sexually attracted to you, Alan. About time, too. I always do. Maybe just a bit more than all, that's all. How do you fancy a spot of mutual masturbation? What
3: if, you know, I don't rise to the occasion?
0: I'm sure you'll still enjoy the camaraderie, Alan.
3: I'm sure I will. <laughs>
1: been listening to Alan Stoops True Crime Casebook. Please take a moment to like, subscribe or tweet or the Nazis will get you. Alan Stoops True Crime Casebook was devised, written, performed and produced by Saul Wordsworth. It was a Stay Vigil production.